0: This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for greater Dandenong food tours. They let you travel the world without a passport. Hey there, I'm Kate Stevenson. So you, of course, are listening to the podcast version of Relish, a show that airs each Saturday morning on Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. This week on Relish, I've certainly got food covered. Simon Blatcher is the creative director behind the Commune Group who have brought us cracking venues like New Quarter, Firebird and Tokyo Tina. Well they've just taken over a stunning building in Balaclava and he'll explain how they've transformed it into Chinese Bistro Moon House. Also, Tana Ratananakom is in charge of the kitchen at Cutler & Co and as well as coming up with fine dining offerings for punters in the dining room, each season he comes up with a brand new bar menu. He'll explain the ideas behind winter's theme, wild food, wild wine. And then this week in food, well, we'll cover up on a bit of travel from special deals to get you on the Queenscliff Sorrento Ferry to offerings out west and then there'll be some new openings too. All that coming up on the Relish podcast celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport on Easy Music 3MP. Easy Music 3MP plays all your favourite songs to help you relax. Songs you grew up with.
1: Songs you know. Songs you love. That's why I tell you. You'd better be home soon. Relax with us.
0: Melbourne's Easy Music. 3MP. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish. Well, there are openings and there are openings. And when one of this city's most successful restaurant groups opens a new venue in one of the South's most iconic buildings, you know it's going to be a big one. And so it is as the Commune Group recently launched Moon House in Balaclava. Simon Blacher is the group's creative director and he joins me now. Simon, good morning.
1: Good morning, Kate. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: No worries. It's very exciting. Can we start with the location quickly? I reckon a lot of people will know that beautiful Art Deco building on Carlisle yep. Street, which was the site of the former restaurant Ilona Staller. How much of a difference yep. does it make to you guys, not just to come up with a great idea for a new venue, but to do it in such a stunning space?
2: Yeah,
1: it's a big opportunity for us. I've, uh, I grew up in the area. Um, I've lived and worked in the area for a long time, so. Kind of been going past that building on Carlisle Street underneath the train line for the last you know <clears throat> twenty odd years. So to be given the opportunity to kind of take over an anchor restaurant like that, um, coming out of you know two years of kind of darkness for, for hospitality, um, was you know really exciting for us and. Um, You know, the responsibility, we don't underestimate it, but we're excited by the opportunity.
0: Yep. So you guys have, I don't know, Japan and half of Southeast Asia covered with restaurants like Tokyo, (laughs) Tina, Hanoi, Hanna, New Quarter and more. What is the idea behind Moonhouse?
1: Yeah, so Moonhouse is essentially a Chinese bistro. We're taking what we really like about the bistro setting, big wine lists, smaller menus, tight tables and kind of a buzzing atmosphere, but then putting it up um, with Chinese and mostly Cantonese flavours. So they're two... You know, on paper, the two don't actually, they, you know, kind of come together. They kind of run parallel really, really well. We saw, we saw the Chinese flavours with the kind of bistro setting kind of coming together really well. I don't think it's been done too many times before, but um, the response has been really good and... Um, we think that it's going to be an exciting place to, to visit and revisit and an exciting place to work as well.
0: And in when it came to designing the space then, because you guys, you know, what you do are really modern venues but with, you know, quite mm. old cultures. did it, Was that a mm. challenge or was that more just fun when it came to actually designing the interior?
1: I think the difference for, for this one to, as opposed to our other projects is um, we were heavily influenced by the building. So we took a lot of inspiration by the Art Deco building and obviously that flowed through to the internal design. Uh, but also into the branding as well so you'll see a lot of curves throughout the building that have taken you know aspects of classic art deco kind of aesthetics and and modernized them a little bit so um, it was a lot of fun we had we we worked with the with two great companies you at leaf and uh, and space between who have worked with before on a number of projects and this one um, was just a slightly different way of approaching approaching a restaurant, but um, we're really happy with the result.
0: And there's a certain uh, aspect of nostalgia when it comes to Chinese mm, restaurants. Were there things yeah. that had to be on the menu?
1: The, thing is, yeah, the answer is yes, and the answer is uh, yeah, probably it's mostly a yes, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all grew up kind of eating a version of Chinese food, and there are some nostalgic elements and nostalgic flavours that we've kind of grown up with. So you know we do do a play on a prawn toast yeah um which is something that everyone's eaten for a long long time if they've grown up in australia and also we do a play on a um a Chinese chicken yeah um but we turn it into a club sandwich so it's kind of become a bit of a instantly iconic dish for the for the venue which is quite exciting and essentially we take all the best elements of a high chicken repackage it and put in between you know, two pieces of wonder white and um there's a bit of Australiana in there so that the spread that goes into it is um, essentially a mix of chicken fat and Vegemite to kind of boost up the, <sighs> the umami and the flavor profile. So it's kind of familiar flavours that we've all grown up with repackaged and um, nostalgia's good, you know. It's not too challenging. It's comforting but, you know, if it's if it's played it up in a different way and it's executed really well, you know, there's a reason that people keep going back to it and the reason it's nostalgic in the first place.
0: And we've still got an excuse if there's something new to it. Simon Blacher, Creative Director for the Commune Group. We do need to take a quick break but will you hang around a bit longer? Definitely. Great. Definitely. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these Easy Music favourites on Easy Music 3MP. <laughs>
1: This is The Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for
0: Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport. Easy Music 3MP, I'm Kate Stevenson. You're listening to Relish and I'm chatting to Simon Blacher. He's creative director for The Commune Group. We've been talking about their brand-new venue, Moonhouse in Balaclava. And, Simon, you guys have a really impressive stable of, of fun restaurants with really vibrant food. What do you think is the secret to success for you guys?
1: I think... The reason we've been successful and, you know, are able to fill dining rooms every night is, is, is it's a mixture of, it's always going to be about what's on the plate, but there's a lot of other elements to, re- to restaurants that make them um, successful and make them part of people's socialise or, or a kind of extension of how they want to be recognised. I think, I think um, restaurants are all about the atmosphere as well. You know, you can have the best food in the world, but if the atmosphere is dull, um, you know, no one's going to rush to come back. So we really put a focus on on both with an even keel and obviously service as well. You know, having making sure that the service is friendly and you know not too not too stuffy, but not not under service. So finding that balance um, and it's something that we're constantly working on. But I think you know environment is 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 just plays just in a bigger part as as kind of the product. So we work on both concurrently and um, something we we really continue to do for hopefully forever and ever and ever
0: and it's been um a pretty unique couple of years let's say <laughs> uh, and it does feel a little bit like the hits keep coming what are the biggest yeah. challenges for the hospitality industry right now
1: um well it's no secret there is a big staffing shortage throughout the country so that's uh that's definitely a hit hit the hospitality industry hard yeah um you know in years gone by you you'd have a lot more you know put out a job ad you'd have a lot more a lot more applications and a lot more CVs coming through. So that's one aspect of it. And obviously it's a very laborious industry and without the bodies and the hands to actually be able to produce food and service the customer, you know, keeping the doors open for seven days becomes a challenge, um, which is counterintuitive to how you usually run your business. Generally, you know, people would start not open, start shutting sessions if they're not busy enough. But I think what's happening now is people actually sh- shutting sessions because they don't have the staff to staff it, which is kind of backwards to how yeah. you know the industry is usually run. Um, and the other one as well, like you know, which which has been you know pretty well publicised as well, is the rising costs of uh, of everything essentially, costs of goods. So the cost of vegetables, meats, and everything is is, rise- is rising. Um, and that's due to a number of factors, but you know whether it be transport or you know the floods and, and and everything and the like. But they're the biggest challenges facing us, facing the whole industry at the moment. And it's 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 it is challenging. We've had you know a couple of years of COVID, and to come out of that and into this sort of this sort of environment is challenging. However, you know I think there's always going to be you know a light at the end of the rainbow, and I do think that you know give, given time and and given the continued support of people who still want to go out and still want to have that kind of good experience and and that social fix it should should by the end of this year touch wood um come together again once we do get you know um once the borders open up a bit more and a skilled skilled labor does start flowing through um which our industry does rely on a certain extent and hopefully, you know, there'll be some sort of balancing with the cost of goods and the cost of transport that everything starts to equalise hopefully by Christmas.
0: Yep. And I think, um, you know, it's great to hear that positivity and I think as well, you know, what you guys do in your venues is you do give us, you know, options for places that are, you know, really creative, that have great service, mm-hmm. that have that great food, but also at, you know, a really accessible um, price point. And I don't know how you do it, but you do, Simon. And I think we need to, you know, I think people are pretty unforgiving you know we go to the supermarket and we pay more because we need to put on food on our tables but people are a little bit unforgiving when it comes to restaurants aren't they
1: I think um to a a certain extent yes some people are but then there's there's a lot of people who do understand you know the pressures that that our industry are under and they do appreciate um the amount of work and thought and 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 creativity that goes into creating a dining experience at any level of dining you know the, the top end to the to the middle and to the, to the to the bottom as well. There is a lot of work that goes into it. So for the people who who do appreciate it, you know, we love them very much. <laughs> and the people who, who kind of maybe underappreciate it, potentially they can learn to love it. So you know, I'm all I'm always grass is green on the other side, cart path full sort of guys. So hopefully, um, it all it all kind of crystallises to a, to a thriving industry towards, towards the end of this year.
0: I love it. It's great to get an insight into the positivity and the <laughs> creativity. Simon Blacher, creative director for the Commune Group. Moonhouse sounds like an absolute cracker. We'll implore people to head to moonhouse.com.au to salivate over the menu and to make their reservation. Thanks. Thanks so much for chatting to me
1: today. Thanks so much for having me, Kate. Hope to see you soon.
0: Thanks, Simon. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, the man they let loose to design the bar menu at one of this city's best restaurants. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport on Easy Music 3MP. For lovers of Easy Music, it all adds up with 3MP and Crystal Clear Stereo right across Melbourne. There to make a better, clearer sound for you, to enjoy your Easy Music favourites. Upgrade your radio to DAB Plus and change the way you listen to Easy Music 3MP. Find out more at 3mp.com.au Easy Music 3 MP, this is Relish. Well, on top of being responsible for the dining room menu at the much-lauded Cutler & Co, head chef Tana Ratananakom gets to design the more informal bar menu each season. And for winter, he has come up with the theme Wild Food, Wild Wine, which sounds pretty exciting to me. He joins me now. Tana, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Very well. All right, so it's winter. We're all cold and miserable and we want to spoil ourselves a bit. What is the idea behind Wild Food, Wild Wine?
2: I guess the reason behind wild food, wild wines. Not many people realize how good the winter produce is. You know, a lot of people always usually talk about tomatoes, stone fruit, you know, summer, spring. Yeah. But really is to showcase the Australian winter produce. That's why we've done this.
0: Brilliant. And I guess, you know, you're talking about not only, you know, produce that grows in the ground, but also, you know, that, that idea of animals and the things we source from, you know, people who go and uh, go out and, and hunt and catch things. Who are some mm-hmm. of the producers that you work with or you, you're excited to work with this winter?
2: Absolutely. So we use discovered wild foods for venison. We have a venison course on the wild food menu. Um, A lot of seafood as well. We use clam seafood. Uh, We get things like abalone, which is hand-dived up in Tasmania. Uh, They get some really amazing scallops at the moment. They're mackerel. A lot of their seafood, uh, actually winter is best for seafood we find. I'm sure you can agree with that. I was
0: just going to say it would be. That would be one of the things that doesn't really get, get affected negatively by the cold weather, would it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's when it's at its best. And it's all wild caught as well.
0: And so, what about like when you're planning a bar menu? How different is that, you know, to to coming up with dishes to go on on the restaurant menu at a venue like Color and Co.
2: Quite different. The thing for us at the moment, you know, we're not really bar like it is a bar menu, but we're doing a three month uh, activation. So every season, it started off in the summer, how we had our summer crustacean menu. Uh, in autumn, we had the autumn grill, and now is our winter wild. So. It's more so designing things around the seasonal. Yeah. So it really helps us, you know, it, it steers us in the direction of what's best at the moment, which gives the diners, you know, a, a great opportunity to see what is best at the moment. Even our chefs, um, they're really enjoying this changing up and to do what's what's best at the moment.
0: Yeah, and is it fun coming up with, you know, sort of lots of little dishes, I guess, com- compared to sort of bigger dishes on the restaurant menu?
2: Absolutely. You know, it's it's so much fun. At the same time, it's really challenging um, you know, to be out there as well, you know, sticking true to the roots of the ingredients as well. Yeah, uh, it's always a challenge, but it's yes, it's so much fun.
0: Oh god, it's so good to hear that it's fun. Now, how do we organise a taste? Can we can we actually book to have a bite at the bar, or or do we need to just chance it and rock up, or how does that work at Colour?
2: One hundred percent. You know, there's a to to answer that question. Yes, um, you can definitely walk in. You know, if you're walking along Gertrude Street in a cold winter night, come in for a drink, have some snacks on the bar menu um but yes i would definitely try and book in you can do that over the phone or online
0: Amazing, love it. Tana Ratananakom, Head Chef at Cutler & Co. Thank you for sharing that with us. I think everybody will now head straight to the website, cutlerandco.com.au, to check out the wild food, wild wine menu and to plan their visit to see you. Thank you so much for chatting to me today.
2: Thank you for having me. Have a lovely day.
0: Thanks, Tana. Hang around. This Week in Food is coming up next. Some more ideas for where you can head to eat and drink over the coming days. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport on Easy Music 3MP.
2: This is the Relish
0: Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish and here we go again. It's time for This Week in Food for some tips on where and what to eat and drink. Do you need an excuse for a winter wander? How about having a crack at a $20 ticket between Queenscliff and Sorrento as part of Sea Road Ferry's $20 Ferry Lottery? Running for 10 weeks over winter, you could win one of 21 return tickets each week, covering you, a passenger and your car. So that would usually set you back about 160 bucks. All you need to do is enter each Friday, you choose your preferred travel day, and the winners will be selected at random. Head to Ferry Lottery au to enter. If you want to get out but stay a bit closer to town, what about a trip to Werribee? Where the stunning refectory at Werribee is offering to take you back in time with a high tea with all the trimmings. Just like in Bridgerton, you can promenade through the lush gardens before settling in for some live entertainment, a welcome pims cocktail and an indulgent high tea with continuous freshly brewed coffee, tea and homemade lemonade. Before you go, though, do check out the winter warmer package on offer at the Lancemore Mansion Hotel right there. It might be worth just staying the weekend. You can head to therefectory.com.au and lancemore.com.au for more details. But if sticking to the city is more you scene, seen, Windsor favourite Mr Miyagi is taking their unique Japanese flavours to QT Melbourne for an exclusive six-week pop-up. So they'll be popping up in QT Hotel's hot sauce laneway in Portland Lane. They're planning a specially curated menu with Japanese flair each Thursday to Saturday night from June 30. This one sounds like a lot of fun. So you can check out mrmiyagi.com.au slash QT to book your place. And finally, one for the beer lovers, particularly those who like wheat beer. Some of this country's leading brewers have banded together to create their own Aussie wheat ales. So it's a take on wheat beer made with wheat grown by local farmers right here in Australia. Here in Victoria, you can get your hands on the Aussie wheat ales and beers that Matilda Bay, Mountain Goat and Pirate Life have come up with at your nearest Dan Murphy's or BWS. Bonza, yeah? Yeah. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me on the podcast version of Relish. I'd love to hear from you anytime. relish at 3mp.com.au. But this has been Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Greater Dandenong Food Tours. They let you travel the world without a passport. You can listen in live next Saturday at 8am. You can look out for the next podcast at the 3MP website or you could just download the 3MP app. Easy music, 3MP. Relish returns Saturday morning from 8 on Easy Music 3MP.